0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 282. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday life. Welcome to The Lively Show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Welcome to season five. Today's episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic, As you guys may have remembered from previous seasons, especially season four, I have become obsessed with Four Sigmatic and drink about as many of them as I can a day, even while traveling. Thankfully, they have these little packets of their superfood cacao mixes, cocoa mixes coffee mixes tea mixes you can bring them with you if you travel or you can have them at home and they are so easy to make you just need water and you mix them in i've always previously been using the cordycep coffee mix with the cacao mix however they have a new recipe of a mocha which is essentially what i was making before so now i am all in for the mocha it's simpler there's less packaging you only need one packet versus two and you're good to go so if you want to head over and see why i I love drinking two to four of these a day when I have them with me. You can try them for yourself, see if you like them. I love seeing Instagram pictures of people drinking them themselves and giving it a try. You can go over to foursigmatic.com lively and find the choice that sounds good to you. Of course, I recommend the mocha mix as my personal favorite. And if you wanna get 15% off of your purchase, you can use the code lively at checkout to get that 15% off. So I hope you love it as much as I do, or maybe not quite as much as I do, because you'll be finding yourself drinking them all morning long. All right. So now let's move on. You guys, season five, as you guys have last heard, I think it was the last episodes were airing in June. Now we're here in August, so only two months later, which is kind of funny because I usually take a season break between shows. And I hadn't taken one for season four, between season four and five. And when I left on that hiatus, I wanted it to be as unending as it needed to be. I didn't know when I would be coming back. I had zero interest in exploring when or how or why it would. I just knew that if it was right, it would come back, whether it was in a holographic form or in a podcast or some other formation, I would come back when it felt right. And it was interesting when I talked to Joe, the podcast producer. Hi, Joe. Thank you again for continuing to edit the show. And he said, you know, when I called him and said, hey, we're coming back with season five, he thought he wasn't going to hear back from me for about a year and then other people on Instagram have said oh I knew you'd be back or they were really starting to miss the show so it was really cool to see right as I was ready to come back to the show so many messages and emails and Instagram comments saying that they were missing the show as well which really means a lot I mean I know that a lot of people listen to the show and you know as you guys know this is a huge part of my life at the same time I say that it's always my alignment first and then from that alignment Pours forth whatever I offer to you guys. So I'm never trying to get any anything from you, if that makes sense. Like, sure, if your intuition resonates with the show, I hope you enjoy it and listen. And if your intuition tells you to join a class of mine, I'm excited to work with you. But I'm not, you know, going out there to fill myself up from you. I fill myself up first and then I share what's filling me up in a way I hope will benefit you as well. So this has been so fascinating, true be honest, it completely fascinating because it kind of brings me to what happened while I was in this hiatus. I said I wanted to go beyond the mind in that previous episode where I gave you guys that kind of farewell and what got me beyond the mind was not at all what I expected it to be. So going beyond the mind was this desire that I had, and you might be going, what does that even mean, Jess? You're sitting here in your mind talking to me right now. I am and I'm not. like." As I'm talking to you, I'm not thinking about the very next word that's gonna come out of my mouth. It's just kind of, as I like to say, to me and through me. It's coming through me. I've been doing that little phrase to me and through me before every coaching session since I was a business coach in my mid-20s and I've done it here on the show as well. I basically just try to get myself, my persona, my ego out of the way. And this started when I was business coaching. And I forget even where I found the term initially, but wherever I found it, I resonated with it and started doing it forever more because I realized I didn't want to have my personality or my persona, not really a persona, there's nothing wrong with personality. And you guys obviously know I'm not the same as, I don't know, someone like, Jacob Lieberman or Lewis Howes or Tim Ferriss, we're all different expressions of consciousness and the personality is a part of that that makes my voice what comes through me unique. But I didn't want my identity or my egoic persona in there as much as I could You know, take it out. I wanted to. When it came to business coaching, I didn't want my persona to get in there and fix the problems or anything. I wanted to just be a witnessing presence. I wanted to be there as someone that could be in service to someone, but ultimately not get too attached or involved in a way that wouldn't really serve them. So I just wanted to say, to me and through me, may whatever needs to come through come through, and that will be enough. And I've done that in the coaching, I've done that here on the show. And It's kind of the way I really wanted to live my life. That's to me living beyond the mind because the mind's not sitting here thinking too much about what it's gonna say, it just pours forth. So with that in mind, let's see, like this idea of going beyond the mind, that's kind of what I wanted to live and ironically, Instead of all the meditation, instead of all the hours of staring at my eyelids, (laughs) which people think is really, that sounds like the most boring thing to many people, staring at your eyelids as a way of describing meditation. But honestly, it wasn't that boring. It was a wonderful, wonderful way for me to be able to monitor whether I was in the mind or whether I was being the observing presence of myself. So that was a phase that I went through leading up to the end of the show. And then right at the end of the hiatus of season four, I did C-School in Sydney. Well, C-School was incredible. The live event was truly just an amazing experience. And as I always do, I said to me and through me. And in that phase with a group of people, I think we had about 60 odd people, maybe 60, 70 people in the room, being able to, I guess if you wanna call it channeling, obviously it's not Abraham, it's no other entity other than my higher self, but if, it's not the egoic Jess, but it was some other version of myself coming through. And it was beautiful because for those four and a half hours each day that I was teaching in C-School, I wasn't thinking as the persona known as Jess Lively. It was just coming through me, and so by the end of the day, it was this wonderful feeling of having not thought, having been out of my head, and I was like, this is incredible. Who knew that by being in front of all these people, by teaching live, this would get me out of the head more than any of those meditations or hours staring at the eyelids. So. It's kind of like Michael Singer. If you've ever read The Surrender Experiment, he shares the same thing. He said he wanted to get enlightened, so he built this little cabin in the woods in the Everglades in Florida. And then people kept coming to him, coming to him, even though he wanted to be alone, he wanted to be alone. And he kept flowing with what was showing up for him. And over time, he started to realize that his egoic, perception of the fact that these people were asking him to do all these different things in career or in personal spiritual work, whatever was showing up for him, all these things kept taking him away from the meditation time and taking him away from just being alone in the woods. But he says in one part of the story of his life that he realized that doing all of these things that were being asked of him actually got him more out of his head than being alone in the woods. And that's exactly the type of experience I had at C-School. It got me out of my head being in front of a bunch of people. Who would have thought? And the team was so incredible. Oh my goodness, Jack and Megan and Natalie and everybody that was there, the volunteers as well, and just everybody. It was so cool to see that they were all lit up and realizing they could have these dream lives that they wanted to have as well. And in part because of and through these events that we just hosted and then seeing the transformations of the people themselves in the audience. I mean, I created C-School thinking these are going to be the steps people will take to evolve their consciousness over the next two to three years, basically like I did. So I was giving them the roadmap so they could do the same. And some of these people, literally, I kid you not, I never could have imagined that this would even be possible, let alone actually occurring. Some of them switched levels of consciousness, as I'm gonna describe later in the show, during the two-day event. So they didn't even need to do the two years of work I was kind of laying out for them as a roadmap of how to continue to evolve their consciousness. Just being in the energy of the space, being with the people, being there with me, all of that together brought them further and farther than I ever could have imagined. So it was so incredible and I'm just seeing, you know, the teams all having their wonderful breakdowns and aha moments and like realizations, the audience is crying and I'm like, wait, they're supposed to be alive. they're supposed to be happy, what's going on? And it was because it was so powerful. What I realized was I think I used to think of myself as someone that wanted to you know help people tap into their own upliftment and be happy essentially find their alignment and so when I saw people having tears after you know the lunch and day one and at other points in time, at first, my egoic mind thought there was something maybe wrong, like what's going on? why are they not happy? you know the season four that's my god all that I'm about <laughs> alignment before action, but what I realized was Deep change is very emotionally powerful and emotionally powerful situations don't always look like laughter and alignment. Sometimes they look like deep release and sometimes they look like tears. Not that it's a bad thing, but that it's a powerful transformative thing. So that was an amazing takeaway for myself too. But here I am seeing all these people changing their lives, seeing my team lit up more than ever before in their own careers and possibilities of what this could be for everyone. And then seeing myself, my own very passionate, personal, desire to transcend the mind, to go beyond the mind and experience realms that are outside of it as well, everybody was getting what they were looking for, if you will, to kind of look at it that way. And so I was just amazed to realize that it was actually or is actually through my career who would have known? I don't even like to call it a career at this point. I don't feel beholden to any type of kind of work or career, but you know, those words are still useful in our society. But it was through that, just like Michael Singer, that is giving me what I truly most want, which is to get out of the mind. And the best way I've found, not that I don't also wanna bring it to you know, sweeping the floor or traveling in the airport and reading books and other points or staring at my eyelids as well, I do wanna have it in those aspects as well. But man, the most powerful gateway so far, so fast and so true is in the voice and sharing with you, sometimes through the show and often through these teaching moments, which actually leads me up to two other things. So C-School is going to be run one time live online, and that is actually happening in September. So basically registration is happening, I think it's at the end of this week that you're listening, if you're listening right as this airs, or next week. So please, if you're interested in joining us, I will do it one time online. So if you did not come to the live event, This is the time to join us if you wanna work with me live in the coaching calls. They will be done through September until the first week of October. It's a five-week course devoted to teaching you from the science side instead of the woo-woo side, instead of the flow with intention. This is C school, which is C as in consciousness school. And it's designed to give you the brain state understanding. So if you want to understand this point of work of how to create the life you want with far less effort or hustle than you think you've ever been told you need to before, or if you're someone that already loves the woo-woo, you already did flow, but you want the science side of it too, so that you can communicate with other people about it that might be more resonant to the science side or what have you. If you're basically, it doesn't matter, if your intuition tells you it's a fit and you're excited to work with me and you want to do C-School, go over to cschool.io. You can join there or sign up. For, I think you can register by the you're listening if not it will be released in the next few days and you can get an email if you want to just put your name in there so you make sure you get on it to join us After this round, this single round, I'm not doing this like flow. No more courses going forward will ever be, or at least the plan right now, is not to have courses that I do multiple times, end over end, over end, over end, like I used to. Now I want to iterate in a spontaneous, present moment way on new topics as they arise. So C School and Flow will continue to be my flagship courses that have a curriculum and a guiding process to give you all these tools to get you to where we're going forward from here. So if you haven't taken one of those, or if you want to do both, then this is your chance, especially to join me in coaching online live, and then it'll be evergreen. So people can join at any point in time. So if you're listening to this episode months after it's aired, there's very likely a chance you can go to cschool.io and then watch all of the live modules that were recorded in Sydney, and then also watch the coaching sessions that have happened in September, 2018 for the those that join the online program as well. So all of this to say, C-School brought me to this new point of realization about my career. It's kind of like a rebirth or a restructuring, a transformation, and it was so beautiful to see it come about all from alignment and just going with the course of what felt the most right in the moment. Doing C-School and seeing the team transform, seeing the people transform, and seeing myself, and the power of being able to teach live for the first time ever to people in a live audience was just so powerful, seeing the full experience for the vip people to be able to do things like the bridge climb and connect with each other through things like the yoga class with the humming resonance at humming puppy there was just so many cool aspects it that now I look at myself and what we're creating here at Team Lively as truly some of the most exciting and special experiences I can ever even imagine. This is like the most magic I've ever felt or sensed in my career and what we're offering. So I see myself, at least my part of the Team Lively, as a soul food chef. So you know those celebrity chefs that have those restaurants, and you can actually, specifically I'm speaking to the restaurant group, I forget the name of it, that's based in Austin, Texas. I don't know how many people have been there, but some of my very favorite restaurants in the world are through this restaurant group in Austin, Texas. Some of the restaurants are Josephine House, Elizabeth Street Cafe, Jeffrey's which I think is a steakhouse or a nicer end restaurant. They have many different styles of restaurants. Perla's is one of them. And there's many more that the Austinites are all rattling off, I'm sure, in their head right now. But each one is a different menu, a different type of food, a different design aesthetic. Although they all cohesively work together, each one is independently unique and special. What I see us doing going forward on Team Lively is creating these types of soul food experiences because yes, I love beautiful experiences like hotels and restaurants and cafes and food and beauty and clothing. I just love how much there is so much creativity and design coming forth in the world. And it's so cool. And it's a part of our lives, but I think that especially as we keep continuing to grow and expand, the soul or the mind or the spiritual side of our lives becomes more and more a part of what we're craving as well. So what I see myself doing is creating these experiences for people in two ways. One is the dine-in experience and one is the takeout experience. So the dine-in experience will be these like restaurants, if you will, which aren't restaurants, they're actually courses and experiences, retreats, if you will, that we'll be having a few times a year around the world on different subjects and in different types of themes and in different experiences that go along with those themes so stay tuned for all of that but there will be these cool experiences that are just like that restaurant group different types different menus different flavors of aspects of spirituality or mind or the woo woo all that kind of stuff whatever's showing up whatever we think we can do the best to convey an experience that will uplift and inspire and give you guys a greater point of view around your consciousness We'll create those experiences and each one will be unique and bespoke in and to itself. The idea is not to do the same routine, 17 different times in 17 different cities. A lot of people asked us about C-School and when we were gonna bring it to the US. That's not the point. I'm not looking to recreate the same machine over and over again like I did with Flow Online. I want to continue to iterate and make new and make new and make new. Maybe one day we'll find one that we wanna do over and over again, but right now I'm not looking that way. I'm looking at how can we create these one of a kind, once in a lifetime opportunities for people to join us on the subject if their intuition's resonating and enjoy the experiences that also go along with the teaching. So once we've done that, we have our wonderful videographer, Megan, who's probably listening to this. Hello, Megan. I love you. And she'll be doing the videography. So we will be recording these experiences and then selling the recordings as evergreen classes in the future. So that'll be the takeout version. So if you're not able to make the event on the specific day or in the specific location, you will be able to get a recording of the content and be able to view it that way as well online afterwards so we can keep continuing to iterate to innovate to have fun new spontaneous experiences in different places on different topics that each have their own different kind of brand if you will under the umbrella of team lively so this is just makes me so 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 happy because of all the years of design and all the years of beauty that i love so much and i think a lot about you know what's the point of being on this planet once you've kind of gotten the time, money, abundance, and you kind of go through all of those phases. So Flow and C-School are here to design to help you reach those levels for yourself. But then once you get there, you're kind of like, well, what's the point of like life? Like, what, what is there here in this physical experience when you know there's so much more beyond the physical experience as well? And one of the things that I'm most drawn to and makes me most passionate about the fact that I'm still on this planet is that there's beauty in design and that we get to create. And these creations of these events and the spaces and the websites that go with them and the branding and the logos and the details that go into the alignment bags and all of the experiences that get to have this theme. That is to me, the experience of creating a beautiful designed experience and then the ability to share that beautiful experience with others so they can appreciate it. Oh, that just makes me so happy. And then of course we have the lively show here, which is awesome and we'll continue to do this. And one of the big pieces that will seemingly be missing is the idea that I would do a like a coaching, an online coaching. So I used to, with Flow With Intention, spend five or six hours as what I like to call myself the Tony Robbins of online coaching. I would just coach for hours upon hours upon hours. And that will not be something I'll be doing after C-School online. This is the last time I plan to do one of those, you know, every week you work with me over a course of weeks. I know many people loved that format when I did it with Flow and they would join year over year and all these great things, but that's no longer how I want to create and instead, a new thing has arisen. So going forward, you'll see after C-School, so this won't happen in September, but possibly in October, November, December, and beyond, I will be doing really exciting it's like, to me, my like most exciting. So here's the story. The background of it is sometimes when I'm reading or I'm working with someone, I get these experiences, these flashes of an idea or a concept. And I just go, oh my gosh, I want to teach on this, but I don't want to have to make a curriculum and make it six weeks long and share it six months ahead of time and all that stuff that online traditional coaching and teaching does. I want it to be like Instagram stories I want it to be fast I want it to be direct and I want to get it out there the minute or as close to the minute I get inspired as possible so what I'm going to do going forward as well which will be the online teaching component is what we're gonna call flash classes you know like flash mobs this is gonna be a flash class so these will be spontaneous topics that I'll come up with on the spot tell my team this is the topic this is the title let's get it out there and then we have Natalie and everybody poised and ready to release release this in a quick fashion or as quickly as we can make it. So what we'll do is basically on Instagram stories, I'll share, hey, we've got a new flash class. This is the topic. This is the time. It'll be in the next day or two or three ahead of time to let you know that you can join. Then there's going to be a quick webpage. You can join up for that live class. It'll be a one-day class. It'll be probably four to six hours long, like my typical teaching hours when I was doing something like Flow With Intention were. So I'll do it for that amount of time. And if you feel, and your intuition feels it's a fit, of course you can join us and I will do a spontaneous teaching on the topic for the first, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half, whatever that takes for me to share what needs to be shared. And then we're gonna put people in the hot seat. So people that are live in that flash class will be able to work with, me on that topic and apply it to their lives person after person after person for that four to six hour period and then we will wrap that up that will be a recording and then people that didn't make it in the flash class or weren't able to join us on that specific day for whatever reason or because they didn't even know about it they found it weeks or months later will be able to purchase the recording and watch it online afterwards So this is really exciting to me because this is to me the, the way that the world is moving is faster and not necessarily always more quote unquote perfect or professional, but like into this immediacy. I think we're returning to the present moment. I know a lot of people tend to resist some of the changes happening, but one of the things when we say that things are moving faster, what slows that down is staying more and more present. The perception of it moving faster is just just a perception the reality is it's always the present and i think people like myself are starting to enjoy the presence and the immediacy of the instant gratification or being in the instant being in the present moment so once we have that idea i don't want you to have to wait three weeks or myself to wait three weeks for us to teach on it or six months or whatever it is we're just going to talk about it right away and then we'll let it out there as a recording for anyone else that wants to enjoy How cool is that? It's just so exciting. Sorry guys, I didn't plan by the way on talking to you about all these details. This is not what my show notes are about. I'll actually split this up so i'll do another episode after this for next week that's going to be about the evolution of consciousness as it's been in the show and as we're going forward into season five so i'm going to actually choose spontaneously in the present moment right now to split that up which is totally cool and actually leads me to a little bit about the overview of what season five is going to be like on the show going forward and then i'll go into a deeper dive into the mechanics of it in next week's show so We know that C-School was this awesome experience. We kind of know now what Team Lively is gonna be creating going forward. We know there's a Soul Food Chef thing and all that stuff. But while I was in London and traveling over the last few months, I did these one-on-one coaching sessions, which I hadn't done coaching sessions for a very long time. Not one-on-one, one person coming and working with me directly. That has not happened since I was a business coach. And then very quickly after business coaching, I did do a little bit of life coaching or you know, just speaking on, Coaching people on aspects of their lives beyond their businesses. And this was all before Life with Intention. So, this is several, several years ago. And then I stopped doing it and focused on teaching because I do see myself more geared towards being a teacher than I do a counselor. So, one on one versus one to many. I do like doing one on one when it benefits everyone. So, I do love the online coaching because I work one on one with a person, but everybody's watching and benefiting and resonating as they're watching. I love that. But either way, I decided out of the blue, I was like, "What? what's like the most flowing, aligning thing I can think of to do in London? And I decided I'll do these one-on-one. So I did them and people were coming. And even After the first two women that came, I was like, wait a minute, we should be recording this. This conversation that's happening is so powerful and so helpful. And I just knew that it would be beneficial for other people as well. So I ended up doing a handful of them in London. I loved them all. And now I want to do them as show so that little inkling of wait we should record these and do them for the show was awesome and remember I said at the end of season four I kept thinking in every aspect of my life how can I explain this on the show that question was haunting me day in and day out and it wasn't allowing me to be fully in an experience because it would pop me back into my head into analytical mode well Doing these one-on-one coaching sessions was just like teaching at C-School. It was spontaneous. I didn't have to think every day leading up to that. What is the most helpful thing I can say to this person? I don't know anything about them until they come and they work with me and they sit down and we talk. I trust that the universe aligns the right people at the right time to work with me. So it's not about me preparing or thinking ahead of time or using my mind at all. It's truly just kind of channeling to them in that moment in the most helpful way possible. So. If I was to record shows like this, guess what? The show becomes something that gets me out of my head as well. These client sessions being what I do spontaneously and then using that as the show, boom, done. I'm out of my head and I'm helping people as well. And I think it's so, so powerful because as I'm gonna share in what is now gonna be next week's episode, the point of view that season five is gonna have is not a very common point of view in the world of personal development or spirituality or quantum mechanics or any of this stuff that we've talked about in season four. What we're going into is going beyond what we did last season. And also what's kind of cool is when I started doing the law of attraction stuff, when I outed myself in the Things I'm Afraid to Tell You episode and told you guys that I was focused on this stuff in the Abraham Hicks law of attraction model of looking at reality and quantum mechanics, all that stuff, I felt like a weirdo outing myself about my secret weird passion. And since that point, I think that was two and a half years ago at this point, roughly. Yeah, like a while ago. Since that point, obviously, I've outed myself. You guys have loved it. Everybody that's resonated with it has just been so over the moon about it. And also, I've noticed that the industry is kind of caught up. Like, this is more of a trend. It's not that weird to talk about this stuff and that's great so there's more options out there for that kind of content but as I continue to evolve and I'm evolving through my alignment not in looking at trends or any of this stuff as you can see the business is kind of becoming reborn but none of it was done through my mental effort it was all through my alignment and watching what unfolded and unfolded and unfolded the same is true for my own journey and when I hit that phase where I needed to go beyond the mind or it was it was that or bust for me that again made me feel a little bit like a weirdo, which is understandable. Most people right now are trying to make their children as intelligent as possible. They're trying to do artificial intelligence as quickly as possible. Everybody's into intelligence. And here I am saying, okay, guys, intelligence is like fine, but it's pretty limited. And that's kind of where the crickets start to come in. And there are wonderful teachings that, you know, Buddha and Jesus and Eckhart Tolle have taught over the eons. And they're not always very relatable I always thought that was for other people not for myself at least not in this lifetime I was happy to be a little conscious creator using my mind to develop everything I wanted in every way possible that was the phase I was in in season four and what i never ever expected was to desire to go beyond that phase most people i knew hadn't even gotten to that phase in our society as a generalization so for me to want to go beyond it in just two years that was never in my mind but once i hit that wall and i couldn't keep doing it because i realized it was going to be the same thing the rest of my life instead of consciously using my body you know, action to create what I wanted. Not physically, action was a lot of like hustling and grinding and even though you're not like building a building with your biceps, you know, answering a lot of emails and doing the hustle grind thing like people taught me to do back in the day. That was like one way and then I said, you know what? I wanna do this with my mind. I don't wanna have to do this with my hands with these hard long hours. I'm gonna do alignment, alignment, alignment. And it works, you can get everything you want. You can use your mind, but then you're still efforting your consciousness. You're efforting your thoughts. And that's what this new phase that season four has been all about. And more and more people are getting into that phase. And that's cool. You know, it's really a wonderful phase and people stop becoming victims of their reality. They start creating their reality. There's so many great things there. And yet, having been there so hardcore myself, I can tell you there are shadows to that i don 't say shadows it 's such a' it's such a thing to say in that phase of life too. The shadow work there are shadows there, but it 's true there are things about that phase that I really wouldn 't have wanted to admit were as draining as they were. My persona as the Abraham hicks mocha loving chocolate eating Jess lively before the beyond the mind phase. Didn't really wanna look at the fact that when negative thoughts or negative things arose that I'd be worried that something could start being attracted because of it, or there were, you know, the fact that I was spending so much time appreciating. It felt good, and my God, is it better than every other phase of my life? Absolutely. freaking Would I want everyone to be in that phase? Yes, because I was happier, and actually happier than I'd been in my whole life, and even happier than when I went beyond that phase. Once I went beyond that phase and stopped focusing my thought, and therefore trying to curate positive emotions, there was a lot of stuff that came up and I'm sure we'll come into the episodes coming up in season five that I'll talk about that through the client sessions, et cetera. But let me just say, for anyone that's in that really happy, what you'll know next week is what I would call the yellow phase or the quantum law of attraction phase of life, there are are some drawbacks to it. Or there's some, let's say like the, the resistance that comes up, let's put it that way, the resistance that comes up. What the content of season five is gonna be all about is how that resistance that comes up from that previous phase gets released. How to release the stuff that comes up from the previous phase, and this is pretty exciting. This is where I'm the weirdo, and this is where I'm the weirdo. Uh, maybe I don't want to say ahead. It's not ahead, but like I'm going beyond the phase where many people are just possibly entering. So if this stuff that I share going forward into season five isn't your jam chances are you might like one of the older seasons of my show even more. You know, unless you're actually enlightened and in that case don't even listen to my show. You're not probably listening in the first place, but if what I'm going to share is going beyond the mind and releasing all this resistance that can come up as you go into curating your mind with your consciousness, etc. If this stuff in season five is not appealing, try season four. If season four is not appealing, then go back to the really old episodes. And there's a lot of stuff about how to have a meaningful life and do the effort thing in a little bit more of a deliberate way. So you can still take a lot of effort, but you can do it with values based intentions instead, and so forth. So there's other things and aspects of consciousness. But, ooh, I'm pretty excited to say I am not an enlightened being, but in a way, that's a good thing because it's sometimes hard to relate to those people that are, not always, but sometimes. And what I can kind of be, I think at this moment, is a little bit of an intermediary in between the quantum consciousness phase that still has resistance and wants to clear it before enlightenment where there really is very little resistance, if anything, and it's really not bothering you or creating in your life at all. So. That is what season five is here to do for you. I hope it resonates. And if it doesn't, that's totally fine. I hope you find a show that does resonate for you. And can I also just say as a little side, don't let me share since this is just kind of becoming this little catch up with you guys instead of what I'm going to get into in next week's episode. Can I also say you may notice if you've been a longtime listener that there's a new episode cover. So if you go to iTunes, there is a new cover for the show. Or if you go to the lively you'll see this picture of me in a pink sweater with two books they are the power of now and a new earth and i just will quickly just share this story because it makes me so happy to think about how this all flowed together so a while back in sydney i had this desire to have a free photo shoot i've also manifested a free photo shoot in sydney a year or two before, I think it was a year before this as well. So it was such a funny manifestation. I desired to have a photo shoot done. And I manifested Wayne and we'll put him in the show notes. So if you're interested in working with him in Sydney, he's an amazing photographer. And He wanted to shoot entrepreneurs and I met his partner, Cassandra, who's actually done an elective at C-School and the live experience. Thank you, Cassandra, so much. She told Wayne about me and he was looking to shoot more entrepreneurs. So they asked if they could shoot me and it was so cool. I said, of course, yes. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I manifested the photography. Well, He had this idea, he had this vision come to him while we were doing the photo shoot where he said, you know, I see you on the ground with a bunch of books all around you because he kind of knew me a bit and knew that, you know, I spend a lot of time reading and writing in notebooks and so forth. So he, you know, said, do you have any books that we can use for this shot? So I said, yeah, I do. And I had just the week or two before that purchased the Power of Now and a New Earth, new copies of them. I used to have them back in Michigan years and years ago, about ten year old copies, but I had purchased new ones since I didn't have those copies anymore. And they were brand new and I had them sitting around me and we put them in the shot. So we shot the photographs and other photos as well and left it at that. And I remember later thinking, well, that could be a cute new episode cover. Well, this is before, I'm still in season four, I'm before this desire to get out of the mind. This is all way before any of what's unfolded in the last few months happened. I think this happened maybe in March or so and everything else we're speaking to happened in June. So I remember thinking about that shot and then thinking, well, this could maybe be a new show cover for The Lively Show, but it's just, it's kind of funny that I have these, you know, Eckhart Tolle books that I read 10 years ago. People are gonna look at this show cover and think that I'm like such a beginner at this because, you know, a lot of people like myself read that book 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and You know, then that launched their journey into consciousness or spirituality or law of attraction or quantum mechanics, whatever side of the the tangent that they went on. And so I kept thinking, this is, you know, oh, man, it's like the beginner books. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you how hilarious I find the fact that I had that thought at the time now? Because these books, if you follow me on Instagram at all, you've seen that I have been reading and rereading them on rotation. I now am at a point where I buy a new copy, I write in it, almost every single word I write over it and translate it in my own language and I add all of these notes to them and then I gift it to someone and I buy a new one and I start it all over again. That's what I've been doing copy after copy as I've been traveling. And I understand the content he was teaching that 10 years ago, I quote unquote thought I got. And if you asked me a year ago before I reread them, I would have said, oh yeah, I got everything I needed out of those books back then. I've come so far beyond that. Heck to the no. No way, no way, no way. If you have read those books before, like myself many years ago, I if it feels aligning, would encourage you to go pick them up again and read them with the point of awareness and understanding you have now because the chances are you may, like myself, go what the what and understand far, far, far more than you ever did before because you can only take in what you're able to absorb at that point in time. And then I like to say I went around the spiritual circus, I went around all these different aspects and then came back at the seat of Eckhart again and go, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. So now when I look at this episode cover, which I initially thought was kind of these random books that didn't really represent, I should have had an Abraham book in my lap, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. These books are exactly a beautiful representation of what season five is here to share. And it's just so beautiful to see how the universe kind of had my back, to use a Gabby Bernstein quote, and just like had it all in mind and said, just You know, I didn't know what was happening at the time and how all of the buying the books would lead to the photo shoot, would lead to Wayne getting that idea, would lead to me thinking they didn't feel relevant to now realizing they are the perfect relevance. And I just love these episode show covers because to me, they just typify everything that is so right about what is going forward. So all of this to say is I'm so excited to work with you. I am so amazed at how completely different I feel about my career now or the things we could call career now than I did in June before I found that drain of trying to share when I really wanted to go within and transcend in myself first. Now, to realize that it's actually through the career that I'm doing the transcending <laughs> the most effectively, it's just incredible. And the enthusiasm and the joy and the focus and the alignment now is becoming more and more and more naturally towards work or what we could call work. I wouldn't even like to call it that, but you know, it's an easy way to describe it and communicate it. And Also, I guess as a little parting note for this, for anyone else, it's kind of cool to hear, okay, this is what I'm doing and what we're coming into next, but also for yourself. I hope that if anything, I really, really, really feel juicy about my career in abundance. That's the area in my life that my flow has been the highest and strongest for several, several years. I used to have the hustle thing. I used to have the, you know, identity around it. I used to be more analytical about it in previous years, And then I got into that alignment and I got into it is never worth me stepping out of alignment in my career ever, 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 ever. And if this means taking a hiatus from the show for two years, 10 years forever, so be it. I'm not going to ever question that. And when I did that, I didn't know it would just be two months. I could have just told you, hey, I'll be back at the end of the summer (laughs) if I had known that in June. But actually, I think the beauty of the gift of that time was that I didn't mentally have to think every day for two months, oh, I'm coming back soon. You know that thing that goes on in your mind when you know something's temporary versus really permanent? You really fully live the unknown when you don't know what's next. Actually, this is kind of a random tangent, but it makes me think too back to things like when I lived in Austin, Texas. I never would have had I known I was only gonna live there for one year decorated it to the degree that I did. I wouldn't have repainted all the walls. I wouldn't have bought all the furniture. I wouldn't have decorated every single space as if I was going to stay in it for much longer. And because I didn't know, I did all of those things and I got to enjoy a really beautiful, passionate creating of design, which I love so much. And it was so happy to do it. And then I got to enjoy it as I lived in it. And then I let it go. And then when I moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan, If I had known I was going to leave nine months later, would I put all the time and money and effort into redesigning the house, redoing the bathroom, redoing the exterior, painting every single room in the house and decorating it to the fullest only to sell it 30 minutes after I did the home tour and then leave a week later on a trip and just never come back basically? Would I have done that if I knew when I adopted Ellie, my dog, that we we had Franklin and Ellie, Ben Franklin and Eleanor Roosevelt, me and my former partner, and would I have adopted her in April if I knew that by the following May, I'd be traveling the world and then she'd become the adopted dog of my neighbors? Would I have done that? No, I wouldn't have done any of these things had I known what the future was going to bring. I got to fully live each day as if it was going to be potentially the rest of my life. And each unfolding would, you know, fall away or evolve into something new quicker than I would have expected. But because I didn't know, I got to fully live and fully experience what was a really beautiful unfolding. And even Ellie, you could think, oh my gosh, well, that's really i don't know bad that you did that well the truth is the minute i met my neighbors who now are the beautiful wonderful owners of ellie they said to me totally not knowing they had adopted their dog the same month in april that i'd adopted ellie and so their first thought or comment happened to be to me we are you know we just adopted this dog and we're looking for a sister for her little did either of us know that nine months later ellie would be the sister And that she was just living next door for a while. And that Ellie was this beautiful angel in my life that helped me transition out of my relationship into being single for the first time. She was this loving, unconditional angel that now is so beautifully happy in her life in the house next door, literally, and to the point now where I get to go back in a few weeks, I'll be staying in that house, possibly with Ellie for parts of the time. She's still in my life too, and she's having this whole new adventure herself. So anyways, this all to go back to the hiatus and say, it was so beautiful for me. If I knew that it was two months, it would have been two months, okay, but I wouldn't have had the freedom to fully roam and fully allow the unfoldings of things like the flash classes to come to mind or allow the one-on-one sessions to be the way that I'll come back spontaneously beyond the mind to the show without that question of what am I gonna share on the show or how could I explain this on the show? being this constant nagging part of my life that's taking me out of my present moment experience. All of these things came forth. None of them needed to be sought after. They all bubbled through. And even C-School, I had no idea that teaching in the live format would become this transformative experience for myself, the team, and the people there. But then it happened, and we're just going with it until it unfolds in a different way. And I hope to share this in hopes that if you're in your career struggling or trying to figure out the next steps, let it go and let it show up for you in a way you couldn't expect or prepare that's actually the words expect or prepare are the number one words my inner voice says to me when i was writing to it constantly (laughs) years ago i've written to it a little less frequently lately and just trying to listen to the inner guidance of the next right step in the present moment now but with all those years of writing to it i heard so many times it will but in a way you can't expect or prepare And I never would have thought I'd come back this soon. I never thought it'd be through client sessions. I never thought it would be through doing live events. None of this was preceded by thought. It all bubbled forth through inspiration, ideation, but it wasn't like my mind of just Lively thought it, it just kind of occurred to me, it came forth. And that's what I want to tap into more with you guys here through the client sessions we'll be doing on the show as well. Um, if you're curious on those, I'll be doing them and releasing. So if you wanna be a client that's in one of these sessions, I'll be, everything's really on Instagram, guys. If you wanna follow me and see what I'm sharing, really be on the Instagram. Because the Instagram stories is where I'm really communicating most spontaneously, and I'll do things like share, hey, I just posted a few new online like uh, client sessions. Like, so I'll make a little online sign up so people can go do that and book their session with me. And then those are the ones that will become the shows. So you want to go over to Instagram at is in Consciousness Lively for this. So if you want to be able to join those kinds of things, or if you want to join a flash class, that'll be shared there as well. So yeah, definitely Instagram is my personal, most spontaneous way of communicating with you guys besides here on the show, which will be a little bit less spontaneous because we're going to be able to go through these episodes so quickly. There are episodes right now I'm thinking the sessions have been two hours long and I've really enjoyed that really deep, rich, juicy time to be with people. So we'll split those episodes into two parts so we're not inundating you with massive episodes all the time. Although we might play with it. Who knows? Maybe we'll later decide to make them you know, long, epically two-hour episodes, kind of the way Tim Ferriss tends to do it. It's like a lot of times he'll do really long ones. Maybe we won't. For right now, we're gonna try it in a two-part format. So you'll get, basically, if we did two clients a month, that'd be, you know, part one, part two of, Emily in part one, part two of Laura, etc. And you might be Laura or Emily if you get over to the Instagram and happen to see when I'm posting new ones as well. And the other aspect of the show that's coming forth is I've been here in Hawaii this week actually, that I'm recording this for you. And Jacob Lieberman, who you guys have heard on the show before, and I've spent time together this week and we've recorded some episodes kind of as the Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. So I said I wanted to come spend time with Jacob in this phase of my life because he's one of the few people I know that has a level of realization beyond where I'm at that I'm seeking to explore and understand more about. So we have some episodes that'll be coming up in the coming months from our time together as well. So that's what you can expect is really less of the guest thing. If you want a good guest interview show, I have many in the archives, but right now, as I'll explain in next week's episode, you'll see why I'm doing less and less interviews terms. Terms of the content for the season five, because the content and point of view that we're going to be going into is just not a very common one for a lot of the people you typically hear on doing a lot of interviews. Obviously, if Eckhart Tolle ever is willing, able, or open to coming on, that would be like my dream guess at this point with everything that we're going to be sharing. But in the meantime, it'll be a lot of client sessions and time with Jacob. And yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I have to say, at first I was thinking, well, people like client sessions. And then I thought back to the one episode of the 280 shows or 81 shows that we did in seasons one through four. And one of them, I believe it's only one, was with Colleen Cavanaugh and it was around money blocks and I coached with her about that. And on Instagram, I get most of the feedback and comments for each episode. People like to share there the most about whether they liked it or resonated, et cetera. And I saw, typically we'll get, I don't know, between 30 and 60 comments on Instagram for that post for that episode. There was 105 comments about how much people loved it on Colleen's episode, which was the coaching episode. So I'm really excited with that feedback to go, yes, I think we're onto something. For us to share, not some expert that's not necessarily seeing the world as we're gonna be describing it, and to have them be a little bit less relatable versus the person that's listening next to you in the earbud some other part of the world away that has possibly a very similar life circumstances or story. Maybe they're British, maybe they're Aussie, maybe they're American, maybe they're Brazilian, maybe they're Japanese. I'm not sure we'll find out who and where these guests come from, but to have someone that has a relatable life and then to look at the things that are showing up for them and how to remove the resistance that they're in and how you can apply that to your own life. I think that's a really powerful way to approach season 5. So, there you guys have it. I love you so much. I'm so excited I'm back and just i kind of told my friend the other day i was like oh my gosh my team's got to be ready it's like i've been a sleeping giant and i'm just like the giant has woken up i've realized that the way out of my mind is through sharing and teaching so get ready because i just want to do it at this moment it feels most aligning in as many ways as possible i love you and may something wonderful happen to you today we're back